Boom. Go. Welcome to Measure of Men. It's Friday. This is like episode 12. 406. Yeah, it's up there. Um, I got the COVID-20. I don't know about you. The what? Huh? You have the what? What? I have jorts on. Jorts? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Venomous Pinks. They uh, played the Bernie rally last night. That was pretty cool. Feel the burn. Yep. I saw um, a video from the drummer's perspective of uh, 7,000 people going wild for Bernie. And I saw Bernie fucking shout out the Venomous Pinks. So I just wanted to shout them out too. They probably won't even see this, but they're a pretty good uh, punk band. Good enough to get themselves on the rally last night. I, I guess think that that's just a gimmick that Bernie's trying to do because he's done with Public Enemy now too. Really? Public Enemy <laughs> and the Pinks. He's like, yeah. Um, Public Pinks. Yeah. So, uh, so we had um, we had a pretty good topic for today that we were gonna dwell into. Yep. Um, you know, open your legs for this one. Yep. Sit with my Sick. crotch exposed. That's a good idea. Um, it's all about energy. Um, right. Yeah, I uh, I think that there, there's a good topic to talk about and it's suppression and repression and repression and how toxic that stuff can be on everything it is we do um you know i was confusing the two a little bit but now that i i really thought about it i understand them a little bit better you know suppression holding shit back yeah, suppression is just kind of holding back a little bit, keeping things down, and then repression is the idea of taking those things and then trying to think them out of existence, like subconsciously just act as though they never happened without actually dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And that right there, I feel, is incredibly toxic. Um, you know, the analogy that I kind of was thinking of is like, you know, we have so much um, space inside of us, you know. And you'd like to, you know, fill that space with love and knowledge and, and positive stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen a lot. And uh, what happens is we fill that space with negative stuff and the things that happen in our day-to-day life all the time and, and so on and so forth, memories and traumas from our past, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you think of that and you think of having limited space inside of you and all you're doing is filling yourself up with negative trauma and things that you're just not dealing with and you're just repressing them you know i feel like at what do you some wait, point, wait wait go back here what do you mean by limited space let's, well let's so talk about that let's let's say that you know it's let's say that you're hollow inside mm-hmm. you know and you you have you know the inside of your body so to speak as a vessel to contain all of these things your feelings your emotions your experiences blah 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 and let's say that you take all of your traumas all of your past experiences negative positive whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. we'll say we'll say negative because mostly repression comes from um putting down things that you know bother you or are negative um so let's say that you continuously do that and eventually what happens is you fill up with nothing but those traumas and negative feelings and whatever the case may be because you 
you aren't dealing with them. You're just putting them away, putting them away, putting them away. I'm I'm, repre- I'm suppressing the idea of this. I'm gonna should answer this shit. I mean, I I yeah. I didn't. We're you know. in a functioning barbershop and yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Got the answering machine going, but and it distracted me from trying to like just learn some shit. Um. So what my my point is, what I'm trying to finish is that. You know, if you continually fill yourself with that space, eventually it's going to come out. You know, a lot of the times we think that when these things come out, you know, it's because you've been pushed to the limit and you snap. I believe that if you continuously fill yourself with these things, that eventually they come out of you, you know, not just in a, in a, in a, outrage or a a reaction. Uh, Eventually what happens is they, consume the surface almost like a shell like a a shell which is made of triggers so now picture yourself as this person who has all of these things inside that you haven't dealt with and they're all kind of coming out because you have nowhere else to put them because you haven't dealt with anything and now you're just covered in these wounds these triggers and so on and and what happens is any little thing will affect you in a negative way and it, it's like it, every time you get bumped or touched, it brings out one of these feelings and, and you know, you're ultimately always just dealing with shit, but actually not dealing with it. You're feeling the, you're feeling the wounds being touched and, and so on, but you're, you're not actually dealing with any of it. So you just walk around wounded. And, um, I feel like if we were to address those things and, deal with them, you know, you reduce that stuff inside you and then you allow yourself to open up space for more important things like love and happiness and all of the more positive sides of that, you know. I heard that the whole time and I was actually getting a lot of that. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess my 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 point in all of that is just picture what it would be like if when you repress all of those things although you think you don't know them or you don't, you don't remember them because you've put them so far down that you don't want to acknowledge them. But think about if you were just walking around covered in wounds, Hmm. every little touch, every little experience, every little interaction is going to affect you in a negative way. It's going to hurt. Well, yeah, I don't do that shit. I don't, I don't, I don't try to hold it in for much longer than a week if I do, because then it, it it fucks with me. Yeah. And I, I used to hold shit in all the time. Do I still hold stuff in? I probably do. Um, but I feel like I'm taking the, the, the steps that I need right now um, just to understand and develop a better habit of, of not forgetting, but accepting and forgiving myself. And um and moving on and like you said, just being happy and creating and promoting more of a positive environment for the people that you want to surround yourself with, because that's um, obviously one of the more important um, parts that you want to combat. You know, suppression is. Um, I think like the people around you. You know, I think it's okay to suppress things. You know, circumstantially, like if you know, there's certain things that may not need a reaction at the time, but I feel like once it gets to the level of where that's all you're doing, um, it becomes really toxic. And then, you know, I, I just, 
it's really difficult for me because <clears throat> I mean, it, it is and it isn't because now I'm doing these, these, the work to kind of expose some of these wounds and heal them, you these know, meetings. but, but until yeah. you start trying to heal, you'll never understand how wounded you actually are. Welcome, Joni. Ding dong. Ding dong. The witch is dead. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and it's it's a process. And um, I'm here for you, dude. Um, like I said, I think that's the main thing you got to do is just surround yourself, you know, with a majority of positive people. Or just... Um, you know, I think uh, meeting new people, especially when we meet people in the chair, I think that's um, it's always good just to open up a conversation with somebody, you know, and um, you get your head out of out of your own space, like you're saying. And, um, you know, we just, you know, do what we what our whole profession, you know, and just um, service to others, you know, get your get your mind out of your own space, man. That's one of the best things for me coming to work, I feel like. Well, and I think too, understanding why we repress things and giving ourselves things like grace and, you know, giving, sharing our, sharing kindness with ourselves and, and, and allowing things to be what they are without being too hard on ourselves. A lot of the times you repress stuff because you don't have the tools to understand what's going on or deal with it, you know, and sometimes the wounds or pain hurt so much that it's just much easier to just act as though something never happened or, or hide from it or whatever, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, Would well, do you think that creates more of a less empathetic structure for somebody when you suppress and while well, your, your repression, your repression would create more or, or less empathy in absolutely. life for people? Um, yeah, absolutely. I can, I mean, these things could make, you know, make you unemotionally available or make you emotionally unavailable. They can mm -hmm. make you un like, they can make you spiteful, resentful, like all of this stuff. I can definitely see how it would translate into, you know, personality, you know, characteristics because ultimately if you're used to things going a certain way, I mean, I've, I've repressed stuff and, and done these things so much that, you know, I've, convinced myself that my feelings or how I feel about something, whatever it is, um, you, I, I, it doesn't matter. I feel like, you know, I don't know if it's manipulation or if it's turning the idea around, but then you think like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm not a soft person inside. I'm just, I'm a hard person, you know, or is that just, you think that's going to harden you being less empathetic or is it something you can still understand and develop? and you know teach yourself i mean i think you can understand and develop and teach yourself just about anything if you're willing to you know do the work accept things for what they are and, and truly you know want to do these things for sure i mean i feel like any of this stuff can be broken it's just the amount of effort and you know exposure to things you might not like and you know the the pain and, and trauma that comes with a lot of this stuff is really really scary it's really hard to deal with so you know essentially if you're used to just going back to you know a safe place 
I mean, I've, I've been in, in, a, in a place where, you know, pain has become my friend. So I feel comfortable being around pain, which is very, very toxic, you know, but that's how I've trained myself to feel. And that's how I've, I've was, well, how I was raised, you know, if, if that's all you start to feel, um, if that's all you do feel, I mean, you're going to develop some sort of familiarity and comfort in that. But, and once you recognize that being a thing, you kind of like work yourself out like a kind of like just, you know, you're, you're, you're digging yourself out of this dirt hole from, you know, this past life that you're, you used to live in. So you're not trying to live that way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I feel like, you know, you got to take these steps and when you're, you're getting into the idea of trying to figure shit out on your own, there you go. You got to bust out a book. Help me out here because that was literally my next question. Also, you might want to fix your mic a little bit, but um, that was my next question is, so what do you want to consider to develop? You know what I mean? To work on these these negative attributes that really fuck with a person and you know they they kind of weaken they they'll they'll weaken your friendships your relationships your personal relationships you know um trying to develop um like real-time shit so the whole idea of this podcast you know i'll, I'll say it fucking once again man we're you know this is a non-expert so not to sound like we don't know what the fuck we're talking about you know but we're trying to figure out where we are and what we're trying to develop to become better individuals. Yeah, we're talking about this so that we do know what we're talking about and trying to find solutions and a better perspective on how to navigate all of this shit. So without, you know, verbatim, what did you take from, you know, I saw you opening a page in a book from, um, you know, if, if you want to. Well, this is my 12-step um, <laughs> ACA workbook, but. You know, the things that I've learned in ACA, especially like they, they, they're so applicable to everything, not just what the name ACA is. And, right. you know, I find myself looking over these things because there's, you know, there's a laundry list, there's 12 steps. And, you know, if you know, if you're familiar with any 12 step program, they, you know, they, they do work, you know, but you have to do the work. And the one thing that I, I, you know, I really enjoy is going, you know, I went over the laundry list and the laundry list is just um, characteristics that you seem to have in common when being brought up in an alcoholic or dysfunctional household. But, you know, these are all different characteristics that would kind of describe if in fact you have experienced this stuff, which one way or another we all have. But, you know, when I started going over the 12 steps and really understanding them, I mean, the, the, they totally make sense. You know, and, and to go through the steps and, you know, it's a, it's a system that allows you to be better and it's guidelines to follow. And it's, I mean, it's super, super positive. You know, the, 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 the thing about it is it's easy to understand, hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and where is it? The solution. Um, I mean, and I, th I think that's, um, you know, trying to apply yourself to a list of steps for something, you know, at first would probably seem intimidating or like, um, you know, it's not going to work. But what did you find from 
you know, applying yourself, reading this book. Because I, I even see, you know, this, this, you'll post stories based on things that you're you're reading, you're, you're understanding, you know, at, at that moment. And, um, you know, no, I'm, I'm reading it, too. I'm trying to figure out what, what it is you're, you know, understanding at that moment. But um, what do you got? Well, so in the, there, there's a thing called the solution in ACA. And one of the things that really, really affected me a lot was the understanding that, you know, when healing begins, we risk the mo- we risk moving out of isolation. Uh, feelings of buried memories will return by gradually releasing the burden of unexpressed grief. We slowly move out of the past, you know, understanding these things and like kind of setting instead of setting yourself up constantly for failure or like negative feelings, which I, I'm very guilty of and looking at it from a standpoint that like doing all of these things will benefit more yeah. than anything. You know, that's that's something that has been reiterated to me a lot. It's really hard right. to hold on to that stuff because I sometimes don't believe it. I'm like, you know, this shit's not going to work. You know what I mean? And because nothing ever fucking works. That's that's how I, that's my attitude when I start to really, you know, really get into my own head and want to hurt myself. It's more just like, yeah, this will never fucking work. Nothing ever fucking works for you. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what I mean? And that attitude in itself speaks for itself. You know, mm-hmm. how do you expect to get anything when that's your fucking attitude? Exactly. But, you know, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's really beneficial stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell people on it, but I mean, like it, there's promises in, in, in it's working for you for, for there to be literature out there that just says we will discover our real identities by loving and accepting ourselves. Like, I mean, that line in itself is like, all right, you know, who doesn't want that? Our self-esteem will increase as we give ourselves approval on a daily basis. Who doesn't want that? You know, and and going over it time and time again, I mean, it, it, so, it the consistency is really, really helpful. So what are ways that, you know, you can daily just give yourself approval, quote-unquote approval? What are like, um, you know, accepting yourself, accepting, you know, and forgiving, um, just like not overlooking it, but just being positive and looking through it i guess well um i mean accepting it not putting it away not burdening burdening yourself with the idea of sweeping it under the rug or not uh, dealing with addressing feeling like you're okay with something i feel like maybe that's what this kind of this this topic is is related you know or it's relative anyways well yeah and when you when you release when you release anyone, I mean, ACA would suggest that it would be your 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 parents, but anyone for that matter, any kind of trauma bond or anybody in your life that is what that you know you feel could be responsible for something. When you release everyone and everything from its responsibility, you know, in um, in the actions of today, you you become you become a little bit more wiser to how to make decisions and stuff like that and understand that, you know, you're only making decisions for yourself. And one of the hardest things for me is that I, I don't always feel secure in making decisions for myself because I've grown up in a way to where I put everyone before me, you know, and, and I don't even know how to help myself. And yeah, that's a, that's a, a direct cause from 
um, repression. Yeah, and I mean it's it's dysfunction. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and one of my favorite lines in this this solution is, you know, it says when we release our parents um, for responsibility or actions today, we become free to make healthful decisions as actors and not reactors. You know, and and that statement in itself, like, how much do we react in com- in comparison to act? Mm. Act means taking action. You know, means you know, not allowing you to move based on reaction. Um, and then we, we progress from hurting to healing to helping. We awaken a sense of wholeness we never knew was possible. You know, it's, it's really, really amazing. So just to reiterate, you saying when you let something go uh-huh. and you, you just you focus after on the positive. And that's how you you make the solution viable in your life. Yeah. And you know what's really kind of difficult but kind of a crazy theory is, you know, ACA and a lot of these programs are spe- – ACA specifically, though, is a spiritual program. Right. And they reference God and they say things, you know, that, that reference, you know, but not in a religious sense. But it being a spiritual program, it's – it's totally designed for, you know, you to eventually find a higher power and whether that higher power, higher power be you or whatever you decide is totally up to you. But, you know, I'm starting to understand that allowing my higher power to take care of uh, or take the reins in this stuff. Uh Uh-huh relieves me of a lot of anxiety and the responsibility I feel like I have that I don't need. And it doesn't have to be anything religious. It can just be a spiritual whatever. It could just be the ultimate idea of you releasing it to something above, you know, where it's going to, you're just, you're letting it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, easier said than done, but it's a, it's a practice. So it's something you continually practice to do to understand and develop that, that pattern, because I I feel like it's a thought process after it becomes, you know, a a conscious thought. So that ripple, I think you just have to continually practice it and, and, and in a number of ways, you know, um, physically with your actions, you know, while you're thinking of that, you know, as opposed to thinking of something negative or something against that idea. So, I'm I'm slowly understanding and trying to develop my own reasoning for, you know, building and and becoming more of a positive independent structure around, you know, my environment because I I don't want to be a product, you know, of of a negative, you know, household later on in the future. You know, I don't want to be what, you know, what we all had in our fucking family, you know, growing up, you know. Yeah, I mean I don't feel I I, I I don't know. I mean, I've been to these meetings a lot and the amount of people that I see there is incredible. Um, you know, I went to a new one last night. I went to one on Wednesday. That's my home meeting. And is it a gaining number of people like Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The the number of people are increasing. I was in a meeting the other day, it was like over twenty people. And uh, you know, it's 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 a beautiful thing, you know, just because of the way the the 
guidelines are set. You know, it's a conversation amongst the large group of people or smaller group of people where there is no crosstalk. There's no, you know, like. I mean, going to it, you don't feel more or less intimidated being less or more people. No, it's a, it's a safe place. Let's take a break real quick. All right. Just to recap, put my headphones on. Just to recap, I don't even know what there is to, I guess, recap and understand. What did we talk about? We talked about suppression and repression. Recapping with the idea that we're not forgetting the fact that it's a constant struggle to be a better person. And it starts with this solution, these, these steps, you know, these to integrate. And then it's, it's an intricate form. It's an intricate process and it's, easier said than done um it's it's tough work and it's it's better it's the good fight you know once you develop and understand the concept or at least understand the concept you can develop it and it just takes time but it's a reoccurring thing you know you have to just integrate into your life develop the practice and it's you know yeah easier said than done it's friday dude let's Let's get this show on the road, dude. Let's um let's make it a good one. Let's um stay fucking COVID-19 free, dude. I don't know what that means, dude. It's the the flu, you know? The flu going around. Oh, the coronavirus? I was um realizing on the news that more older, you know, sit, uh, senior citizens and stuff are affected because the immunity is not as strong as people like you might have it and then you might get rid of it so i feel like a lot of people are making it worse than it is i'm not really concerned with it um like i said tyler had covid 20 last night dude sneezing everywhere and shit yeah i don't know about all that but it doesn't sound very good it's fun i mean it's it's not fun because you know there's um people dying and shit from it but um people are getting sick and they're getting better which is um i guess that's a positive thing so just wash your wash your hands. Wash your hands and don't sneeze in anyone's mouth. And I just touched my face, but don't touch your face. Yep, Rick, you just I gotta gave yourself go the coronavirus. My, yep. Um Corona it out. Yeah, I mean all jokes aside and whatnot. Yeah. Um I feel like this was a good this was a good topic to go over. Um well, another thing too with the whole repression suppression is is try to. I, I think you know, one thing I'm going to do is try to really be aware of how much I actually do that stuff. I mean, with what I have been doing, I'm becoming much more aware with you know things and and whatnot. But it's it's really really beneficial to you know, do away with a lot of that stuff and actually, well, I mean, address it for one and then also, you know, rid yourself of it because then you're freeing up space for much more other things. You know, I felt like for the longest time, like I was raised to be like bulletproof. I was hard and, you know, I had this armor that was just impenetrable. And then that's the less empathy um, version of yourself that's created by the you know, negative structure that you're, you're raised by. Well, and then what happened in that is, you know, I feel like, you know, 
I repressed a bunch of stuff more than I could even remember or imagine. And that wow. stuff eventually hit its, its I, I was full of it. And what happens is that stuff leaked out and then covered that armor, you know? So it's, it's become like, a, um, like a, a really painful, you know, set of walls surrounding me that, you know, essentially is preventing anything good from getting in, you know, and also keeping all the negative stuff in or letting it get out, you know, and I, I want to, the goal is to heal the wounds right. so that, you know, I can take off that metaphorical armor no and walk around freely in light. No joke, obviously, but I'll be listening to a song and I'll fucking tear up. I'll, you know, and it's it's hitting some emotional buttons, and I feel like, and I'm 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 like suppressing it because I'm not trying to cry in my my car and have the person next to me be like, "What the fuck is that guy listening?" It happens to, to me all the time. But I feel like it's healthy that I'm able to you know let that out and not feel embarrassed, or I'm, I mean the the reaction inside being caused. I feel like that's. It's healthy. I might change it. I might skip it, but I'm like, oh, that was a that was a tough one right there, you know. And then I kind of I I move on from the fact that I just got hit emotionally from a bullet in a song, from the way it was written, you know. And um, sometimes the lyrics are a little uh, piercing, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just makes you feel like a healthy dose of tears are coming to your face and you're like oh shit i'm at a red light i'm gonna skip this song because it's not gonna bring me to my fucking emotional state of you know sadness or wanting to cry you know on my on my way to work or on my way to you know whatever the goddamn skate park or something um but I feel like it's healthy and it feels good to know that I'm able to feel that, you know? Those moments in themselves are examples of underlying issues. You know, they're, I mean, you can definitely have associated memories with stuff like that. But for me, a lot of the times when I hear a song or I, I see something that it, you know, it, it, it subconsciously reminds me of something that I haven't really dealt with. And the idea is, right, you know, what about this is affecting me the way that it is and and what what about it do i need to address so that i can you know live in it happily you know i think that that's a lot of the times what's happening is you know you hear a song and it makes you sad because you have some um you know underlying issue that you are have yet to deal with not you know? not trying to go off to another whole new topic or whatever and talk about how music affects you and brings up, you know, the, this this emotional um, standpoint where you're just like all fucked up. Um, but it's, it's it is some powerful shit. And it just reminds me what I'm just trying to get at is I, I feel like it, there's there's a healthy element when you're affected by something. It, it shows me that at that moment, I am able to feel empathy for something, you know, be as um, simple or basic as a song. So that that to me is a good thing that um, I'm 
doing better than you know what I I might have been doing. Because also like the kind of you know going let's just go into this real quick music the kind of shit that you listen to, you know, um, we all listen to all types of you know everybody's like the modern answer now is oh I listen to all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. you know just not country or I just I listen to all kinds of shit whatever. Um, obviously, you know, nobody's, you know, too crazy about one thing. Every, everything is awesome. The human experience, everybody wants to enjoy it and, you know, see it for what it is and experience and listen to all kinds of, you know, new shit. We were, what what were we listening to yesterday? That was like semi good. We're listening to like a American idol or something. And it was pretty interesting, but that's a good example. The voice. That's a good example of listening to something and then being affected by it only because it has a story behind it that's you know sometimes kind of somber or bittersweet you know they're dealing with these struggles you know and it takes your mind off your own but then you you get this empathetic moment where you're just like you kind of break down and you get a couple tears you know and then they sing and they're just like shining and they just have this beautiful voice and it makes you you know ball up and you're just like you're kind of broken down for the minute and um, I, I feel like that's a, a beautiful thing. You know, it's a good feeling in itself. So yeah. shout, shout out to The Voice. Shows like that. That's good shit. Yeah, it was like the American Idol episode with the the garbage man that I that teared me up. Um, you know, it's just words. I, I, you know, words and melodies, yeah. they, you know, are just, it, it's it's crazy because when it comes to like, you know, there's music that, doesn't affect you like that you know what i mean and that's more just like i think surface music just stuff to kind of stimulate your ears and make you feel a certain you know euphoria whether it's just you want to dance or you just whatever get out of your head because it's you know it's kind of basic but basic good music you know i mean good good music to me is you know something a relatable reflection to over a uh, you know a, a Verse, great melody versus powerful music, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something that really grabs your emotional state by you know the metaphorical balls, and it makes you cry, mm-hmm. or at least makes you you know go to your knees and say, "You're gonna be my bitch for the next two minutes," you know. Who's gonna be your bitch for the next two minutes? That song. Oh, you yeah. Know what, you know what I'm saying? Metaphorically. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it, there's, there's so much, so much to it. You know, I can, I can listen to like EDM that barely has any words that'll affect me like that. And yeah. it's just, I think it's just the, you the know, good combination of certain melodies and, and uh-huh. so on and so forth that really, really just, you know, attracts you and, and makes, makes you, you feel certain, feel certain better, way. yeah, feel good in that moment. Yeah, I like uh, I like EDM that culture. I just I feel like it's a really, it's it's almost I hate to say it, no no offense, but it's like the the modern day hippie, you know. Yeah, it's Full electronic hippies for sure. Love and understanding, and you know, just a, a conscious vibe. When you go to a party, everybody's kind of cool and mellow with each other, you know. And yeah, it's, it's it's like this this um, I don't know this union of you know just a simple chill let's have fun kind of moment and so you know shout out to edm dude 
it's um it's a cool culture no no disrespect to it at all i just i'd feel like it's um you know you either you either chill and you're on some acid you're dropping something heavy you know and you're gonna enjoy it with your buddies i've never done acid i feel like if i was gonna do it i would have to hold somebody's goddamn hand and i would have to be a little you know um tip in the pool we are not suggesting that in order to listen to EDM and have a good good time that you need to use illicit drugs. Absolutely not. Um, it's the culture just like, you know, Woodstock, everybody was taking acid. And just like mumble rap, everybody's doing codeine and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, it's but just I don't, the culture. I don't feel like that. No, no. I don't feel like that stuff's a reflection of anything. I feel like maybe just, I should have. Yeah, I should not say it's associated strongly, but um it's you know loosely associated, I guess. Yeah, I mean Whatever. the fact of the matter is that drugs exist and people like to do. Yeah, drugs are fucking drugs. I'm doing drugs right now. I'm drinking coffee, dude. Mm-hmm. But whatever. You know, ultimately, I like the fact that we talked about you know this these topics, the suppression, repression, uh, how important it is to try to avoid doing stuff like that. Um. Because, like I said, it frees you up of a lot of space and, you know, it gives you room for other things. Um, you know, I'm finding out that I'm just walking around just exploding with trauma and all types of things that I've had throughout my life. And the more and more I do this work, the more and more I look at stuff, the more and more I understand that there's just almost an unlimited amount. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just one thing after another, one thing after another. So much that, you know, my feelings have been, you know, designed to always be a certain way. Um, How so? Well, you know, I, I don't feel comfort and comfortable when things certain situations when things are going good okay. i don't i don't feel good i i'm i mean you don't I allow have, yourself to be in a good place well, it's not even about allowing myself i don't know how i don't know how to i mean i i i've had times and moments where it's been better than others mm. but for the most part i have no idea how to just let things be let things you know wow this is positive and just let it remain without me eventually getting you know feeling as though i need to avoid it or or run away from it because i'm just used to chaos and trauma and you know it's it's fucking shitty you know i, I don't i don't want to sit here and and have like a pity party or any of that stuff and it's not about pity it's not about you know, victim, a victim's mentality. It's not about, you know, me saying that I had it harder than anyone else, but you know, when you've, you, you start to understand these things, it's really, really fucking hard. It's really hard to sit here and just be like, well, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? You know? And, and it's not, like I said, it's not about any of those other things. It's just about truly understanding because it's a lot of shit. It's a lot. The concept, the whole lifetime the, the concept is there. It's just, it takes, one day at a time to understand a little bit of that concept. So you, and that's the, the good thing is, like I said, the fact that we're, we're talking about it, it's an open, dis, it's not an open discussion, but you're opening yourself to this discussion. And to me, it feels good that I can, you know, understand and explain my idea and just kind of reiterate. 
because then I feel like, um, not like there's a bond, but also like I can, I just, I get where you're coming from. And, um, yeah, man, that's, you know, another whole part of this podcast is just trying to figure each other out and shit, um, without sounding too critical. Yeah, or preachy. I mean, in no way, shape, or form are we trying to preach anything. I'm just, I'm, you know, we're sharing our experiences and, you know, some of it's vague because I don't know how, you know, intimately detailed I I want to go with some of this stuff just for the simple fact that, you know, um, it, it is what it is. It's, I, it's I, some I, real-time shit that we're just exploring and... You know, it's better to explore it on the surface. That way everybody can see it and, you know, kind of relate. I feel like it should be a relatable topic. And so I feel like it's better this way, in my opinion. Well, and, and, and it's a it's it's really good to know that there's other people out there that are in, experiencing the same things or going through things. And, you know, it, it's it's a very comforting thing to know that you're not alone. Um it's funny as I got the lyrics, you were never alone tattooed on my arm. And it was a representation of my, my relationship with my father. And, you know, he was alone a lot of the time after his accident. He, you know, he raised my little brother and my stepmother had right. to do a lot of traveling and she always was, she's a flight attendant. So she would be traveling all over the place in order to, you know, maintain finances. And my dad would just be at the house and, you know, my little brother was a child. And as he grew older and older and older, my dad continuously did all of the things he normally would, except, you know, there's limits to it, but he was always, to me, it always felt like he was alone. Even with my brother being there, I just felt like he was alone. And I got those lyrics written on me, You Were Never Alone, from a Kill Switch Engage song, um, because I thought about not just him, but myself and other people that I care about and just people in general. And I think about it like you, you are never alone because there are people out there that are just like you enduring the same things not knowing how to share or not knowing how to experience these things without repressing them or feeling guilty or shamed or feeling obligated to take care of someone else above themselves yeah nobody's perfect it's okay to feel imperfect in the process of trying to be better and work on your shit it's always it's it's just important to acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect in this situation mm -hmm. and that there's others like you feeling and experiencing the same thing i feel that yeah good wrap up bro yeah i know i i mean i feel a little bit better than i have these conversations always hit me in a in a relatively good way i really appreciate sitting down and having these talks um yeah like we always say we're always looking for guests anybody who wants to be on this podcast all you have to do is reach out to Rick or me, Rick or I, uh, whether it be through DM or if you have my personal information, you could even call the shop. That's right. Ask about the podcast. You can be on the podcast. Anyone for that matter, man, woman. Um, and yeah, so if, if, if anybody's interested in being on this podcast, 
reach out to us dm us and we will make it happen you know there's obviously some schedule restrictions but we'll try to work around those things and we'd love to have anyone on here that wants to talk uh so i guess with that being